This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. You can now hear him on the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan as well. You can also hear him on the Dallas Cowboys pre- and post-game show as the co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Brian, how are you doing today, man? Doing excellent, Robert. Uh, Getting ready for this uh, Thursday night game. Uh, As you mentioned, long day for us in the radio world when you have shows and then pregame shows and then game and then postgame shows, but would rather have it no other way. Uh, this time of year is very, very exciting with uh, with everything that's kind of going on with uh, trying to determine playoff pictures and seedings and you know trying to find a way to get another win. My biggest question for you heading into this game, um, have you reconsidered me being able to sit next to you for the entire game? No, not oh, at all. Damn it. No. We're going to wear you down one of these days. That's what I want for Christmas next year. You know, they say there's a reason in the press box that it's like a working environment and it's not the Bobby stand up and like pontificate why that Uh play worked or why the play didn't work and why the quarterback threw the ball well there brought us and, hey, make sure you talk about him this way next time. So, no, you're not sitting or, you know, you can continue to go in and out of the press (laughs) box like you do. Because you don't sit down. I've never, I've never I worked sit. with somebody. No, you don't. I sit with Jane. I'm on the other end. Don't, don't lie, Bobby. Don't lie. <laughs> I do. Don't I do. Lie, Bobby. Well, I'm going to wear you down one of these days, and you're going to, you're no. going to allow me to sit next to you for the whole game. These, these folks that follow our podcast, <laughs> they're very loyal. They are. They're very, yeah, they're wonderful human beings, and they really need to know that you are a pain in the ass in the press box. <laughs> that's that's fair, but I still think I should be able to sit next to you. But No, it, no, you get you get bored because what happens, Jane has had enough of your BS. Yes, yeah. So you have to so then you wander into the TV area, grab a little bite to eat, then kind of figure out, "Oh, who else could I bother?" Yes. That that scrambles to his right, throws a 51-yard pass to Noah Brown. Oh, hey, Brian, as you're standing literally on my right shoulder, not seated, perfect time, seated, 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 seated. It's at Louisiana education. <laughs> and so you're 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 just you're standing there and you're like, huh, huh, see that throw? Yeah. See that throw? Yeah. Everybody wants everybody wants to give this quarterback crap. And, right. then, and yeah. then and then when he throws an interception, I'm on the other side. I'm not. And around. yeah, and then and then he takes a sack, and then you kind of go back to the little candy area <laughs> and kind of look pick through the candy, folks. 
Bobby Belt as an insider. I'm just going to give you a little insight <laughs> real quick, and then we'll go to your go to the content. <laughs> right. Bobby as an insider. I don't know how much of the game he really sees. Oh, I see all of it, baby. All of it. All of uh, it. Th- now, now I will. Now I will be fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain on this aspect of it. Um, the la- I very rarely am completely caught up live with the last six minutes. Because, oh no, that's that's because, a problem. For yeah, us yeah, too. and and see, like yeah. you guys get to go down to the bar area for post game, so you at least have a TV. Like a lot of times that's, where we're yeah. standing, I don't have like a TV or whatever. Or like you go out and you kind of like have a bad angle at the tunnel or whatever else. So the yeah. last six minutes, you will often see. I've had people go, "Why are you so quiet here when that bad play is made?" Well, oftentimes because I can't even see really what's going on. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it in post game. No, no. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, we from Zach Wolchuk and I from the press box have to leave at the six minute mark to get downstairs. So you got to catch the media elevator, which could be a little hit. And mm-hmm. miss. So they've done a better job of like, if you get out there with six minutes to go, they're going to get you down to the field. And then now you, and now it's the walk where you walk in between plays. So you stop at a, they have these uh, monitors. You watch the play, walk, watch the play, walk. Yep. And then, then you get into the Miller Light Club, and that's where you're able to see the last six minutes of the game. So uh, for this particular game, which you will not have to suffer with me in the press box, uh, yeah. it, it is in it is in Nashville. In fact, you're you're probably done for the year with, with having to suffer with me in the press box because I, it looks unlikely that they're going to get home field advantage. But who who knows? We we can still hold out some hope. But for this game specifically, you've got the Titans coming up, and there's a lot of questions, Brian, about how much the Titans are going to even be playing some of their guys. Um, because yeah. this is a game that really has no bearing whatsoever on their playoff seating, their playoff chances. It's all about next week. So why not work in some rest here? Uh, but but to your what, what stands out to you, I guess, without knowing exactly who's going to be available and who isn't, what stands out to you about the Titans heading into this game? That Derrick Henry is for real. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you. there are times where we've seen him in playoff games take it over. Uh, we've seen times in regular season games where he's taken it over. Um, this is a physical downhill runner. And we had, a, we had Tank Lawrence. We do our uh, DeMarcus Lawrence show every week. And yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, we had a chance to ask Tank, uh, the question of about tackling a guy like that. And he's like, listen, you just got to, just got to give it your best shot. You know, don't, if you, if you hit him up high, you're probably going to bounce off or get a stiff arm. And so you'll see a lot of guys and, and watching the tape uh, this week of the, uh, of the Titans. I mean, uh, Jalen Petrie, who we both love coming out of Baylor, yeah. who the Houston Texans safety, who will tackle anybody. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Henry, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, whoever you want to play with, he'll tackle. Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye, yeah. I mean, he'll tackle Barry Sanders. He'll tackle all those guys. And, man, there were times where you could see the first two times it's hit and hit and hit. And about the fourth time, he was like, okay, I'm just going to throw my body at him and hope that he just runs over me, you know. But that's, that's, that's their game. That's what the Titans are now because – they really don't have the ability to throw the football with uh, 
with Willis. They just don't. And um, that's that's going to be a problem for them. And and that's why if you talk to people around the league, and, you know, I have a friendship with Doug Peterson and some others around in, in Jacksonville as well, they're um, what they're thinking it may be that Josh Dobbs is going to be the quarterback that, oh, yeah. they see, that they see in that week 18 game. So I don't know if you'll see Dobbs get some action in this game to try and get ready, or yet you will see Willis just go on and, and be that guy for, for this game. And they're going to keep Dobbs under wrap until then. I, I, if the, there's people in Jacksonville that uh, again talking to them about how they think they might play this one against Cowboys. They think they're going as a preseason game. They, they think that they're going to rest guys that are hurt, uh, Bud Dupree, guys like that, that they've got that are banged up. Right. And, tr- and try and get them in that 10-day window, try and get their team as healthy as possible in order uh, to, uh, to to get in that Week 18 matchup, which is really for their for their season. Uh, the winner of that game wins the division, goes on. The loser uh, has the 16th draft pick or whatever it's going to be. Which games did you watch of the Titans Watched the last one that they played against the Texans. Mm-hmm. I watched them play. Oh, uh, geez, who else? Who was was it all? Was watch? it all the recent stuff? Because I'm just curious. I was trying. I was trying. I'm curious yeah, if you to, if you had a chance to to see them at all earlier in the season and maybe identify like what the hell has gone wrong with this football team. Well, they. I I wanted to watch the Green Bay game, which is the last victory they had. I mean, that was a really. That was the they beat Green Bay the week after Dallas lost to them, mm-hmm. you know. So Green Bay beats Dallas, and then I want to say, I mean, it was the next week. Hell, it might even been a Thursday night game. I, I can't understand why the Titans are playing a couple of Thursday. It, maybe it wasn't the third. Maybe it was a. It was thir- it was Thursday against the Packers, and then Sunday against the the Bengals. Ten days later. Yeah, so I mean, I, it's weird that the Titans have got two Thursday night games, right? Yeah, is that kind of strange? Not the norm. But any, yeah, but anyway, um, so yeah, it, it, I was trying to think of the the games. It was just like I said, it was going through my mind because I was like two or three games. I was trying, I was taking pieces of each game because I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out what they were doing if I could see Willis play. Yeah. You know? And 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 it was like kind of hit and miss uh, with uh, with him being uh, in that lineup. So, uh, but yeah, the one I really I wanted to watch the last one for sure, and that was the Texans game, and just to kind of see you know how they match up there. Now there is a lot of uh, you, you know there there are guys who are banged up. We we mentioned that maybe this is a week that they they give a Bud Dupree the week off. Um, Jeffrey Simmons has uh, missed a couple practices here, maybe. Maybe he he misses this game. Um, you know, Derek Henry is somebody who who returned to practice on uh, Wednesday or, or on Tuesday, um, but he was listed as a limited participant. He wasn't really committal about if he was going to be able to play. Let's assume it's Willis and Henry when they head into this game against the Cowboys. Uh, Willis is obviously a, a mobile quarterback, but what do you see in terms of their offensive game plan? Is it is it read option stuff? Is it more whenever Willis is in there, it's stuff designed for him, or, or how do they uh, use the running game with Henry and Willis? It's it's more of like they'll get under center and hand the ball off or toss the ball is what they do, or shotgun handoff. It's not anything now. 
this could be something that, you know, do you want to show a little bit of a different wrinkle uh, to Jacksonville? Do you want to play a little bit more with the read option stuff? Willis is a 50% passer in the games he's played. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he hasn't been accurate. This is surprising to me because when you watched him play at Liberty, there were times where he threw the ball very, very well. Yeah. And was very accurate. You watch the old Miss game and how deep shots down the field. And, you know, I mean, he, he, he basically carried that team in that old Miss game. And, and it was going back and forth because of, because of him. So, I'm surprised he's been as inaccurate as he has. Uh, the thing that if if this turns into if if he ends up, I think he's going to play. Of course, I think he's going to play. I could see more running, more running with him, more you know, more sweeps, more power runs, more trying to you know trying to kind of uh, find his way that way. You know, the Cowboys. You know, let's be honest, against the Eagles, you know, they've they've given up some passing yards. They gave up some passing yards in the, you know, in the Houston game. Yep. You know, they've they've given up they've given up some passing yards here lately. You know, they're trying to fix the pass rush hasn't been there. And the secondary's kind of been a little bit, you know, off because of they're trying to play different combinations. So if I'm the Texans, excuse me, the Titans, I I try and run the ball with Willis a little bit and some design runs, maybe make some easy throws for him, you know, maybe try and find a way uh, to get the tight ends going, get Burks, get Woods. You know, people have got the ball out quick. I, again, and that's something I asked Tank yesterday. I go, Tank, I'm watching all 22, and you guys are running twist stunts, and before you guys even get to the twist point, ball's out. And he started laughing. Because that's really kind of been the case. I I think that's how teams are going to play Dallas from going on. And we saw it against Philadelphia. We saw it against Houston. We saw it against Indianapolis. Teams are not going to let Dallas front dictate the game. Now, another thing Dallas has had to deal with, too, is they haven't got the holding calls. Like early in the year, they got some calls where teams were put in long-yarded situations and they've been able to tee off. Yeah. We've seen some games here lately where both sides have not been penalized all that much. And so now it turns into, okay, if they're going to let them hold, they're letting them hold for both sides. And, you know, the guys like Mark, uh, Micah and Tank, and those guys are, are getting held off the edge and they're not getting the call. And then thus they're not getting teams backed up where it's, second and 18 or second and 20 or whatever like that. Now, the Cowboys, uh, from an offensive perspective for them, they head into this game. I think there's a decent chance there's no Tony Pollard this week. And look, if this was not a, uh, if it wasn't a short week, if it was a playoff game, if those sorts of things, I think he, he in all likelihood goes. But I, I think just given a number of factors and then with the playoffs coming up, I think there's a good chance that Pollard sits this one out. Um, so you're already going to be hampered in the run game there. Tennessee's got a very, very good run defense, and their pass defense has actually been awful. It's one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, you know, you're coming off a game against Philly where when you had when you were heading into that game, uh, Philadelphia had allowed no more than 239 yards net passing all year to any team. 
Tennessee, on the other hand, has allowed more than 239 yards passing, net yards passing in all but five of their games this year. And you look at since the bye, week nine against the Chiefs, 422 yards. Week 13 against the Eagles, 386. Week 14 against the Jaguars, 368. Is this a game where Dallas can continue some of that momentum in the passing game from Philly last week, you think, and say, this is the way to attack the Titans. Let's try and beat them through the air. Titans aren't going to let you run the ball. That's for sure. And that their front now, depending on who all who all plays in this game, you know, Demarcus Walker, I think, is a really, really good player. Yeah. Tart Tart, good player there at nose tackle. We talked about Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons, I love Jeffrey Simmons coming out of Mississippi State. Yeah. I really Cowboys really did, did too. Cowboys liked he, him too. He, he he was a guy that he, you know, he lost his uh he's lost his first year in the league because of some injuries that he had to deal with. Autry, at, uh, you know, is like an outside linebacker rush guy. They play run defense really, really well. And, you know, and so if the Cowboys are going to want to move the football, uh, I think it's going to have to be through the air. And I don't have a problem with that. But I will say this, though, Bobby, if all these guys for the Titans play and it's a challenge to run the ball, I'm going to try and run the ball, and I'm going to tell you why. I think you're going to have to establish that you can do it still. Yeah. You know, I think that there's going to be some games where it's throwing the football is going to be tough, and running the football will be tough as well. And I kind of feel like that there's a couple of opportunities here to try that. Now, we'll see what happens if Philadelphia loses to – New Orleans this weekend. Now Dallas has got to still play. Dallas has tried. Dallas has to go try and beat the Commanders. Right. The Commanders completely shut down your running game. If the last time that Pollard had a bad game rushing, it was against the Commanders. So, to me, there's a little bit of that mind game going on. Can we run the ball against a good front? The next two weeks will be that test for you going into the playoffs. Because I feel like you have to have that ability to, yeah, we figured some things out here. You know, with Tyron Smith playing right tackle, him and the combination with with Zach Martin over there, how the tight ends work with uh, Tyron Smith over there. You know, can it going again? You know, Smith played really well last week, but can he keep it going? If I'm the Cowboys, I don't just completely abandon the run. I try to run the ball if this front is as good as I think it is and establish a little bit of that thought that, okay, we were able to kind of pull it together against a good group and and get it done today. Now, Brian, as we uh, wrap up this segment, you got a pick for me on this one. I'm going to go Dallas 34-21. I I think that you've started to see some cracks in Tennessee's defense. Um, They've struggled against the pass all year, but they're starting to give up more points after being pretty stingy as a scoring defense. I, I'm I'm only going 21 because I, I don't know that the Cowboys still have the run defense figured out, and and there may be a chance that Derrick Henry can uh, gash you a little bit. Uh, but what are your thoughts here on the score for this one? Yeah, I, I went Dallas 27-13 in this game. I, I don't think you're going to see Henry play, uh, you know, and and I don't think they can throw the ball well enough to score a lot of points. Uh, you know, they might get very fortunate, a couple of field goals, maybe a touchdown, something like that, but. Uh, I got Dallas 27 and uh, the Titans 13. 
You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.